All right, welcome to the Bogey Society Podcast Week 3. I'm Brennan. I am Nick. Welcome back, everyone, to our third episode. Yes, yes, sir. Got some exciting stuff to talk about this week. We had the match, obviously, on uh, on Friday. Some good content coming from that we're going to talk about. Nick had a match with his buddies, and then he also got to play at a new sick course that he hasn't gotten to play before. What was that one called, Nick? Copper Hills Golf Club over in Oxford, Michigan. It was uh, it was pretty unbelievable. So I'm pretty excited to get chatting today about uh, about what we got going on for the week. Yep. And then we just got a few um, assorted questions we're gonna finish up with and give you our takes on, and then we'll let you guys get out of here. So here we go with the match. Match. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite interesting. You know, watching Charles Barkley get out there. He's the the walking meme of having the worst golf swing in uh, golf yeah. history. It was it was pretty cool to see him play with Phil and Phil basically coach him around the golf course. It just uh, it really makes me think that if you were to have Phil Mickelson as your caddy on a round, he would just drop five to six strokes off your game oh absolutely in fact i think pretty much any if you had a pga pro with you during a round of golf that you are going to just from the putts alone we can't read greens we can't read greens they can read greens we can't read greens so definitely going to save you some strokes on the putting green as for chunked iron shots i don't know how much they can help with that but So I'm, yeah. I also want to preface this. I did not watch the match. I saw all the hype and it was very exciting. And then I just didn't watch because I was doing other stuff with the fam and whatnot for the holidays. So yeah, Nick yeah. got to see a little bit. Yes, I got to watch a little bit. I, so I saw Steph Curry's awesome swing. Very slick, like butter. He was definitely struggling out there. Uh, got a little. Where, uh, which golf course was this at? They were playing in Arizona, I believe. Oh, um, so the course looked unbelievable. I and mean, it feels like track is like. Um, is that in California? Yeah, I think that's in California. I'm not sure. I think Phil might be a member there. I don't know. The PGA players get to play whatever they yeah. wherever they want, whatever <laughs> they want. So, um, but yeah, the course looked unbelievable. But Steph was definitely struggling out there, and he had Peyton out there with him. And Peyton, I think Peyton played a little bit worse than he did in the first go around in in the match, which is yeah. pretty surprising considering how hard it was raining in that first match when he played with Tiger. And he was pretty um, solid in that one too, right? Yeah, yeah, his his driver was uh, he was battling his driver all day. He was hitting some massive hook shots that Dark were off the wall, which I'm sure all golfers can relate to. That makes not- for some good tracer yeah. content. Some yes, the tracer. The tracer was busy all day. <laughs> so then we had uh, Phil Mickelson hit a drive, and he hit it basically OB. And it hit a rock and it bounced like 20 feet in the air and landed back in the middle of the fairway. And it's just like, you don't need to give that guy any more help than no, he needs. come on. Of course. But, but he, he wouldn't be where he is if the golf gods hadn't given him plenty of that help. Not that it's not all the skill and whatnot, but to win, I bet pretty much every week you could go through a winner's highlights and find two or three lucky bounces that if they hadn't gotten those, they would oh, not have won the tournament. Sure. So they also had a, uh, a moment on one of the holes where Steph chunked a chip and it just it didn't go anywhere and Phil looked at Charles and and so they weren't even on the green and Phil goes you know we'll just give you that 
And so they picked up their ball and Phil was like, that's all we got to do is two putt. So, and they two putt to, to win the hole. It was uh-huh. just ultimate disrespect. disrespectful. So disrespectful. Wow. And Steph was literally just like laughing at them. But overall, I mean, it was, it was really fun to watch them. And I, I do like these matches a lot, getting to see celebrities come out and hit golf shots other than like the, the tournament in Tahoe when all the celebrities mm-hmm. play in it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it's really cool now. Yeah. I, I also, you know, what do you think about it growing the game and getting the novice golfers to actually tune in to watch these these events? I mean, I think especially because like that the that demographic that might be on the on the border of like they watch some golf or not probably likes a lot of other sports. So when you get figures like Charles Barkley and Peyton Manning and Steph Curry, I think it works super well. And I think like. It's just fun to watch that, like you said, like it's celebrities. So it's someone who you kind of have a view of, but they're not amazing golfers. So you get to kind of watch them be uncomfortable and nervous and stuff on camera, which is fun. Also, I just want the thing you said about um, Steph Curry's chip and Phil conceding it. I just wanted to call back to the WGC Dell match play a few years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but Bubba Watson um, was losing to Kevin Na, and he went to hit a sand shot and just absolutely chunked it. It conceded the hole, picked up his ball, and just like walked, <laughs> was absolutely <laughs> over it. I just think that's so funny about match play is like you can just be so fucked that you're like, um, yeah, I'm done. You win. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, this this one goes to you. But that's the great part about match plays. You can you yeah. can dust it up for a couple holes and only be down two, and yeah. like, it doesn't matter what if you shot at eight or you know a fifteen on the hole, you're still only down by one point. So yeah. so that just reminded me but, that I wanted to mention that. But yeah, I think these matches are. I mean, I wonder what like versus the first match, what the viewership has gone to over the past. Now we're on the third one. I wonder how many more eyeballs are getting on it. Yeah, I I just think that. They need to start maybe putting these like on the weekend. Now, obviously, with having all the other sports and football and, be- and college basketball starting up, it's going to be a little tough to get prime time, you know, airing time for these things. So they kind of have to put it on a Friday, you know, and, and during the day when everyone's at work. So it kind of makes it tough to watch. So I'm sure the viewership's a little bit down from there, but especially when you don't have, you know, a guy like Tiger Woods in the mix. But I, I do think it's, you know, really good for the game to get these guys out here and, you know, be able to, you know, watch different players play and, you know, especially guys that aren't at, good at golf because that's all we yeah. get to see is just professional golfers hit absolute rockets in the greens every day. Dart, so, just throwing um, at, throwing darts. It's, it pisses me off, man. And so, then it's like, it gives me envy. I have to sit there and watch that and you just feel like it almost tricks you. You're like, I should be able to do that. I mean, really, you shouldn't be able to do that because it's such a small percentage. But watching it happen right there, you're like, oh, that's just golf. That's how golf goes. Why doesn't my golf go that way? It's uh, because we suck. That's yeah. That's, That's exactly why. Get to the nuts and bolts there. We just we just suck. Yeah. Speaking of sucking, it seems as if you did not suck in your two rounds that you played in this last week. Yeah. Um, so we played a little match with a couple of buddies of mine over at Rolling Meadows Golf Club. And we played a two-man best or uh scramble. And I got partnered with with my buddy max and um my other two friends mitch and marcus uh were playing against us and it was a it was a tough tough battle we ended up drawing on the on on the scorecards so uh no uh 
no win or loss, but uh, my partner didn't do me any favors. Unfortunately, I have to call you out, Max. Uh, you played like garbage, and we ended up tying because I, uh, I played pretty well. But Max was there to, to, to hold some putts for me when I needed it. I didn't make a couple putts that Max uh, really put together for us. I don't want um, to gas you up too hard because your head is already big enough as it is. But No, for he, sure. He's cle- Nick is clearly the best golfer. I I've met his buddies kind of, I don't know them as like for as long, for nearly as long as he has, but out of our little group, Nick is miles the best golfer for sure. So it's yeah. never yeah, surprising. It's pretty much anytime Nick gets paired up with somebody, you can be guaranteed that Nick is going to be pulling the weight of the team, except maybe he'll go away for a couple holes and you got to, you got to support him. But generally he's going to, he's going to carry you. So well, sorry, Matt, you. Max, you're fun. You're a great energy on the golf course though, bro. And, and when you turn it on, it's, it's pretty sick. So. That's, and that's what I needed him there for was the energy. He was getting in Marcus's head, which was huge for yeah. your, team morale for us and uh, so Marcus and uh, Mitch uh, had some really good good holes and they had some bad holes and um, you know we we ended up tying um, on the last hole we ran out of daylight so we couldn't actually finish the round but so we got to six, 16 holes and we ended up with a tie so we're gonna have to run that one back and try it again are there then, any memorable shots from that match that stick out in your head that you were max hit that were really big or swingers you know uh, um, yeah, on hole number nine, me and Max hit two miserable drives and we lost the hole, but cause Marcus and Mitch made a about 15 to 20 foot putt to, for birdie. And I was sitting on the other side. We had, we had lost the hole. I was shooting for par anyways, but I made uh probably a 10, 10 to 15 foot putt on the other side of, of the, of the thing. And it was funny because the, the guy, the pro shop guy was outside smoking a cigarette and Mitch made his long putt and gave a nice, a nice scream of approval. Oh, yeah. And uh, the pro shop guy was like, Oh, nice putt. And then um, I, lined up my putt and made my putt and gave my my roar and and the guy the guy was like oh my god you guys are incredible it was it so that that was pretty fun to have that guy kind of witness both of our our long putts but it was it was a battle all day there was no it was no like easy round for for anyone so hey i know i know also that we don't talk football but i just want to know i didn't get to catch the end what what happened to your lions the other day oh baby my lions are so bad they fired their their head coach and GM so hopefully the the ball's rolling in the right direction now everybody in the world wanted uh them fired so it's been a miserable miserable 50 years of rooting for the Lions for any generation and we're just hoping to put some kind of a winning product on the field at some point in my life so um that's utterly disappointing it's utterly disappointing my my dad has already came to the conclusion that the Lions are probably never going to win a Super Bowl in his lifetime and that's just really sad that he has to deal with that hey you know they were wearing those cool um throwback uniforms though and you know what I was wondering if you were wearing your cool uniform from um proud 90 golf while you were on the course this weekend i sure was 
let me tell you about these guys. They just make some really, really awesome polos, you know, with crazy designs. They're super comfortable and stretchy. They, you know, when you put them in the wash, they come out like they're just brand new. The collar is just unbelievable, super comfortable. They make these awesome patterns that you just need to go check out. You know, I get compliments pretty much every single time I, I go out on this, uh, you know, go out golfing and they ask me where I get it from. And, you know, I shout them out every time. At, uh, at Proud 90 90. At Proud 90 Golf yep. on Instagram. See, the thing is, oh. everybody's got a stripe polo. Everybody's got a solid polo. Maybe somebody's got a polo with a little dots on it. Maybe a little pattern on it. Who's got a, a polo with neon flamingos and pineapples on it? People who like to party and play golf and have fun and get down. And that's what Proud 90 is all about. So when you go to buy your Proud 90 golf polo, you're going to go to at Proud 90 golf on Instagram, or you can look them up on the internet, Proud 90 golf. And when you check out, you're going to put in the code bogey 10, and that is going to give you 10% off of these amazing pieces of apparel. And that is it. That is it for Proud 90. Thank you, Proud 90 for everything. And uh, we will continue shouting you out because you guys rock. And now I want to hear about the Copper Hills Golf Club. Yes. So I've never played this golf course before, and I'm really upset that I haven't because this course was unbelievable. You kind of pull up to this golf course, and the the clubhouse is just like a trailer, and you're like, okay. Mind you, I drove 45 minutes to get to this golf course, so I was like, oh, man, like this this sucks, right? So get there, and I'm looking at the first hole. I'm like, okay, the first hole looks promising. You know, hopefully – you know, the rest of the course, you know, looks like this first hole. Well, let me tell you, this course was so hard and it was just absolutely unbelievable. Some of the views on this golf course were absolutely nuts. Um, I shared a few pictures on our Instagram story that, you know, were really, really cool holes. First hole is the hardest hole on the golf course. It's a 520 yard par five and you have to go over water and after your first shot. Is it 520? Yeah, from the white teeth. From the white teeth, so yeah. I can't even what from the tips. It's probably sniffing six hundred, huh? Oh, it's uh, the white. The white tees are sixty four hundred yards. Holy so. shit! Yes. So what did the tips play there? Like uh, over seven thousand or not? Uh, like- I didn't look. I, I'd have to grab the scorecard. I don't know. Yeah, they had they had the blues and they had championship tees. So um, yeah, I would I would assume they're tipping out close to seven. It, it was it was nuts. 60 so whites. that's a solid course that that's i mean a lot of crappy courses the whites don't even hit six thousand sometimes yeah so we got to we finished the first nine and we were getting our our asses handed to us all around and By we who? me marcus and mitch um i saved a, a 42 on the front so i was super pumped oh. super pumped marcus shot a 49 and mitch shot a 46 but this course, that was the hardest 42 I've ever had in my entire life. So I get in to go get a hot dog at the turn. And um, I asked the pro shop guy, I was like, what's the lowest round here? And he goes, uh, we get typically throughout the whole season, about five to 10 guys that break par here a year. I and was like, one under. That makes sense. 
yeah, like no one's really even gotten under crazy under par there. And it makes sense. I mean, this course is just stupid hard. And then the front, the back nine is a little bit easier. And I ended up shooting a 39 in the back. I usually get a little bit better throughout my round. So shooting a 39 on the back, I was super pumped with that too. But the back nine was, it was a little bit easier, but it was really hard still. You shot 39? Um, yeah. So, so and, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was pretty pumped, but yeah, this course was, was nuts. And we, uh, we took a, a, a cool video on a par three that we just put up on our YouTube page. So if you want to go check out our YouTube page, we uh, finally got that up and running. We got two videos on there right now. Um, and we plan on dropping a video a week until we run out of stuff so hopefully with, like uh, we were discussing on the last pod we're gonna be located in the same area soon enough that we'll be able to put out like lots of fresh content when next golf season comes around hopefully i'm also i'm gonna get a mat and a net for the backyard so i'm sure we could do some stuff with that too but yeah, yeah so that that sums up my my two rounds of golf awesome i should week. man i went down to bloomington I'm from Bloomington, Illinois, everybody, originally, Bloomington Normal. And I deeply regretted not taking my golf clubs with me this weekend, man. I goofed. I just, I didn't think I was going to have time to get out there. And I definitely did. And there were some days where it was like around 50 degrees. And I could have been playing that Arnold Palmer course, man. And instead I was playing freaking disc golf. If anybody saw my little Instagram story, hashtag Bogey Society Disc Golf. We were, uh, yeah, we get it in all forms over here at Bogey Society. So yeah, that's that was pretty disappointing. But I mean, hopefully, maybe we'll get one random nice weekend here in the Midwest where I'll be able to get out again. Yeah, that was absolute amateur hour out of you right there. Yeah, stupid, stupid. I, dude, honestly, I want to tell this story real quick. This is not a golf related story, but when I went to go home on Tuesday morning for Thanksgiving, I called an Uber. Then I had to cancel said Uber because I have a cat and I did not call an Uber pet and the driver refused me. Even though my cat is in a little carrier, it's his car. I can understand. There's the cat. He's yelling outside the door right now. Shut up. I love you. Anyways, so then I had to call another Uber with the pet. Got that Uber, get to the train station, missed the train, missed the freaking Amtrak. The next Amtrak isn't until 7 p.m. So my options were go home, take another Uber home, which at this point, I'm like $50 worth of Ubers I've spent. Take another one home with the cat and just hang out and then go back at 7 p.m. or hang out there for several hours until it was time to go. So I ended up just going home with the cat and then my buddy called me and offered to come up and drive me down. So I didn't even, it was like all nothing. And then I didn't even take the cat home because I left him for my roommate to like (laughs) hang out with over the weekend. So I was just in a quite a fragile state of mind and the golf clubs were not in the forefront. Yeah. And then I was very sad. So that was a hectic Tuesday for me where I wasted a lot of money, but that's just my life. So (laughs) anyway, I hear you. All right. So I have a question for you back to the golf related stuff. I want to know if you could attend the masters or the Ryder cup, you have to choose one, which would you choose and why? And you cannot, let's say this is like, you have to choose one. You will never get to go to the other. It's a one-time thing. It's like a very well, special. I have to preface this by I've already been to a Ryder Cup. Oh, so, okay. Which um, Ryder Cup? The one at Whistling? Uh, 
Or one in uh, at Hazeltine? No, it was uh, at uh, Oakland Hills in uh, Michigan. Oh, when I was no. So I got to do the ropes there, which was an unbelievable experience. Got to see uh, all the players really up and personal. Um, got a couple high fives from a few different guys. And nice. you know, was, Ooh, was, any no- any notable names? Not really. I saw Phil. I tried to get a bump from Phil. Didn't, didn't get didn't one. Get it, no. Damn, um, that's a tiger. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Just probably, watching those guys hit when you saw him, right? You sent some oh, chips down your spine. Yeah, I got goosebumps immediately. You know, I I was trying to form you. I had a picture in my head if uh, going into this, if I saw Tiger Woods, what I would say. And I saw him. He was like ten feet from me. He just teed off. He was walking past me, and I was like, oh my god, here's my opportunity. I can say what I'm going to say. And he walked past me and just nothing came out. He's already gone. <laughs> so, that's what he so does, man. His energy yeah. just like sucks the air out of your body. That's crazy, man. I didn't even know that. I don't think you ever told me that story. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, okay, so. Um, I definitely want to go to the masters. Um, Cause the masters is very hard to get into, to be a spectator at. So that would be kind of like a once in a lifetime situation for me to be able to go to the masters and i would definitely take it because i feel like you can go to the Ryder cup whenever you want you know if you're willing to travel there you can go to the Ryder cup um, the masters is a very difficult thing to get into that's a good point i i hadn't really thought about the difficulty of getting the masters tickets versus the Ryder cup tickets but like but that's the thing of the hypothetical it's like in this case you wouldn't just be able to get the tickets easily like because so then are you going to the Ryder Cup? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just weighing my options still. If I can only go to one one time and never go to either of them again after that, like which one would I would I want? Be I feel like the the vibe of the Ryder Cup with like the teams is just probably insane to be in the stands like cheering it on and stuff but also then you run the risk of like I mean if the USA loses that's just trash like I don't want to I don't want to be there for a loss. Whereas at the Masters, I might not be like happy about the winner, but overall, I'm not going to be like that upset about the outcome of the tournament. You know what I mean? Unless it was like Tiger Woods choked and just pissed it away. That's the only time I, I think say the atmosphere at the Ryder Cup is barred on the coolest thing I've ever experienced in I, my life. Yeah, uh, it's the team format is, is super cool. Going to the course every day, knowing that there's different events going on and different stuff to yeah. do, and um, it's 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 really unbelievable. And I think hearing chant stuff at players, and it's just super loud and rowdy. Everyone's hammered. It's it's a great time. Yeah, I think I think it's got to be the Masters, the exclusivity, the atmosphere, the just the fact that it is augusta national i guess it just it's got to be that but let us know what you guys think you can email at us at um bogey society golf 2020 at gmail.com if you have any input on this on why you would choose the masters or the Ryder cup uh, i guess we can move on now to the next question do you want to ask nick yeah okay so we're going back kind of back to, to the match and seeing celebrities play so we're going to ask dream for some three celebrities who are you picking? Do they have to be golfers? What? A, I don't know. I mean, it no, might not they don't be have to be golfers. I mean, it helps, but yeah, it might just be like bull on the course. To, I'm sure they all golf. 
I think mine would have to be, hmm. this is a random player, but I feel like Tony Finau would be really fun to play with. I know he's not a, just a random celebrity. He's like a golfer, but that'll be like the one actual golfer I'll put in. I was watching his video with Eric Anders Lang and he just seemed like the chillest dude. And like, he was help, hyping Eric up and like helping him out. And I just feel like he would be really fun to play with. And then Morgan Freeman with his one-handed golf swing, I might have to throw him in my foursome and then i feel like i need a woman you can't have let's throw a woman in there Who, who's a lady that golfs that's famous hmm. Paige. yeah Paige sporanic she is one yeah all right Paige sporanic but if it wasn't to be just a career golfer damn i feel like i don't know any you know I, it's harder to see like a lot of the celebrity events have a bunch of dudes in them i feel like right yeah, I mean, I'm I'm tossing in John Daly for just yeah, okay. pure 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 enjoyment of yeah. uh, his stories and and drinking because I'm gonna have to get hammered with him. And then got to toss in Steph Curry because I I do I love I love everything Steph Curry does. He's he's really dope. I was watching the Four Play Boys and watching uh, the country music star. Um, that they just uh, golfed with uh, Jake Owens. He looks like an absolute blast out there. So that would be that'd be a fun time with uh, with them. So okay, wait, okay, I changed mine actually because I <laughs> okay, have let's hear skateboarders that play golf. So Ooh. my dream foursome, I think, is gonna be Eric Costin and Sean Malto, two Nike SB skaters that are all in on the golf. And then coincidentally, they happen to have hung out with Tiger Woods through nike so i'm gonna throw tiger woods in mine sean malto eric austin tiger woods dream force that yeah. would be a great day for me yeah you would John, be hard as hell yeah I, yeah that'd be that'd be a good good foursome so keeping it along those lines we're going to talk about doing oh, cart yeah. carts and uh carrying for the pga wait, do wait, you wait, think let me go back real quick to what we were discussing before because i wanted to know if you think if there are any other celebrities that you would want to see, like in the match four. Oh yeah. Well, now that we've gotten Charles Barkley, we got to get Shaq. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah. Um, got to get Shaq out there. You got to also get people that are going to talk a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, having Phil and Peyton out there. That's those are two really big talkers. But you got to get guys out there that talk a lot. So having Shaq out there would be a riot. Other just really funny people. You know, get like a a comedian out there. I don't yeah. know with me, but if you get a comedian out there that can toss out some jokes and stuff like that, that would be Bill Murray's little bits he does at Pebble Beach at the program. I mean, he yeah, could... I would like to see Aaron Rodgers get tossed out there. I know he's a he's a good golfer. Really? Uh, Larry Fitz is a big golfer too, and he seems Larry to be Fitzgerald. Yeah, I'd bring in we some have, eyeballs. You need people that you're gonna get like the good chatter from for sure. Exactly. Who's like good shit talkers. Hmm. So Shaq, you definitely want to see Shaq, and you want to see um who was the other one? You just said Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Aaron Rodgers would be a good one to get out there. But I also I play hockey, so getting some of the hockey guys out there would be uh-huh. would be good. Uh, Ryan Whitney's hilarious uh, with the Spit and Chicklet Boys, or I hear uh, Joe Pavelski's of an absolute stick. So get him out there would be good. But he's uh he's kind of quiet, so that would kind of defeat the purpose. But he's a really good golfer. Or Tony Romo. Get Tony Romo out there. Yeah, yeah. He's sick. And he would have good chatter, I feel like, too. He's a good he's a he's a good talker. So all right. So the next question you were moving on to. Let's... Yeah, so uh carrying or riding at a PGA event. Everyone kind of complains, you know, about PGA tournaments 
you know, being so long and taking forever on TV and stuff like that. And I kind of think that, you know, having them ride would kind of speed things up a little bit and, you know, make make golf a little bit shorter so that people could actually sit down and watch the whole thing and not be there for seven hours just watching golf, which I have no problem watching seven hours of golf, but a lot of other people do. But do you think that it takes away from the sport having them ride to each shot? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Because I think one of the, I mean, obviously performing the golf swing and getting the ball in the hole is your is the number one like physical thing you're trying to do but the only thing that's really like adding fatigue and and like weathering on you physically I feel like is the walking if you're riding in a cart between each shot like especially some of those golf courses they're playing have crazy elevation and after over four days plus the practice rounds and two days and a few days of hard practice before I think that you gotta you definitely gotta be in some type of shape to do all that and I I like carts for injuries or like medical stuff I that's fair but I think just like on a daily basis or for whatever in the PGA it should definitely be walking definitely be walking what about you I just think it would it would I I think it it would just it would would make the game a lot faster um now you're saying I agree I agree I do agree with that I just your point of the endurance thing is is definitely a big factor in that and that's obviously probably why they why they don't have it um because you do have to be athletic enough to play the four days and getting the cart would definitely cut that in half I feel like so but I I, I think moving forward everything's going to kind of start getting condensed and we're you know sports are already trying to um you know speed up the pace of play when you look at baseball and stuff like that they're trying to make those things go by faster and stuff like that so i wouldn't be necessarily too surprised if someday we get down the line and there are carts on the on the golf course for these guys so um when we played to uh last week or I think it was last weekend we took a cart it was kind of chilly but we took a cart anyway is that your normal move on a cold day of golf I know a lot of people say walking is good because it'll keep your blood pumping and warm you up do you normally take a cart even if it's cold or do you like to switch it up sometimes and walk anytime I'm not taking a cart is when I'm forced to not take a cart (laughs) (laughs) Um, I enjoy being on the cart Um, being with you with the boys in the cart is is one of the better parts about playing the round getting the music going yeah, playing with the true. boys you know i'm i'm all about the cart life yeah um and yeah. i'm purchasing me and marcus are about to purchase one of those covers to go over the cart when it gets real cold okay and we're gonna be straight chilling in these carts yeah. get a little so, space heater heck yeah man we're putting the space heater in it those things are pretty cheap so we're gonna be nice and warm inside yeah. our cart not gonna have laughing at fingers. everybody on the golf course who is walking well all right mr money over here but i'm not quite <laughs> wouldn't say yeah i can't imagine it was really that expensive did you already get this cover not yet but it's only 65 dollars already... for the cover oh okay that's not bad yeah. Damn, no so we're gonna split it and it'll, it'll you guys be... will definitely get the money's worth out of it the amount that you oh, play. Sure. absolutely all right um so I... sorry you got one more? Let's yeah, hear it. I have two more. All right, hit me. So keeping kind of on like golf course route, golf course stuff, our personal round stuff. If you show up to a round a little bit strapped for time and you only have a few minutes to warm up, are you going to go hit a few balls or are you going to go roll some putts and get a feel for the greens? Warm up the swing or figure out the, the green speeds? 
if I'm strapped for time, I'm definitely going to go roll putts. Yeah. And the, re- the reason I say that is because if I'm if I'm going to be hitting range balls, I want to be able to actually like set up and be able to hit like a few shots. So yeah. um, with with, you know, different a few different clubs and stuff like that to get and really warmed up. To, like probably get a unless they give it to you in the pro shop or already have balls on the range, you're going to have to like get a token and stop somewhere to fill up a hole. You're not going to be able to just get 10 range balls right so i think yeah. rolling rolling some pots and, and getting the putter putter going because you know pretty quickly whether your putter's working yeah. that day or not um but by, if, by being green. i feel like if you get there and into the pro shop and you have and you have i feel like 20 minutes or more a range session is gucci but like if it's if you're less than 20 minutes and the range isn't near the first tee you're gonna have to come back to the first tee after you go there and it's i guess it's just probably not worth it and yeah you're gonna be saving strokes if you can get the putts close probably more than your swing will your swing will get there probably after a hole or two without well i gotta call out marcus because uh i got all the time in the world because that motherfucker shows up late every round so i got plenty of time to go warm up uh, you have now called out two friends on the pod today hey listen i am out for bodies tonight um (laughs) i don't care they were irritating me um marcus shows up late all the time yeah, and i don't care if he, he's, like, he's gonna call me tomorrow and be like bro you're calling me out on the pod and i'm just gonna i'm gonna i might record the conversation just so i can play it in next week's pod and just lay into him some more you should please do that bro please do that record the call so that we can we can bake him and they can listen to him whine too they can get a feel for for marcus's vibe yeah marcus, we're definitely i love you i love you me and marcus are that's the that's my little stoner buddy for the golf course so yeah we're gonna have to have him on a future podcast he is, oh, absolutely. Uh, he, he is a riot um so oh, we'll, we'll definitely that, have, to have him on. speaking of having guests i mentioned last week that we were maybe gonna have a guest this week that got pushed back but it is happening we are having my friend brian zimmerman on the show he played one season with um christian brothers university in memphis we're gonna talk maintenance crews we're gonna talk college golf talk our same crap so all right I got my final question. Um, if you could only play one of these holes, it kind of, I guess, goes back to the Masters or Ryder Cup thing a little bit. If you could only play the seventh at Pebble once or 12 at Augusta once, which would you play? And yes, pu- Augusta is exclusive. Pebble is public, obviously. But I'm saying, like, you get one regardless. You can play it one time, and then you don't get to play it again. You going for that incredible view, or are you going for what some people have called the greatest par three in the country? What do you think? What are you going with? Dude, personally, I'm a sucker for the views, so I'm definitely going seven at Pebble Beach just because I can't imagine a more breath breathtaking scene. And I'm really, I feel like I'm kind of into into stuff like that and i can appreciate the beauty and the technicality and the design of the 12th at augusta it's an amazing hole it's amazing golf course and i lo- and i love that challenge and appreciate it of that green but i just i want to i want to be awed by that view of the seventh green at pebble beach what about you yeah i'm masters go with um, 12th at augusta masters. Yeah, that that twelve at Augusta is just so timeless, and it is just an immaculate hole. It'd be really cool to like 
make a birdie or a par on that course, um, especially after watching so many players dunk it in the water. Now, I would probably dunk it in the water um, just like everybody else. Um, but just for um, my own mental health, I'm going to say that I'm going to par that hole. And um, I'm, I'm going with the Masters on that one. That that hole is just so timeless. You, you just you, you, you got to get in and play that at, at some point. That would be that'd be unbelievable. I just feel like if I stepped on that tee, I would just I would hit it in the water. I would just it would just go in the water or we go. You know, what would be the most embarrassing thing. Oh, if you whiffed at Augusta in front of members, if you whiffed on a tee. Yeah, what that was whiffed. Whiffed, like actually just yeah, straight missed. I think a few on occasion. Yeah. When was the last yeah, time you fully whiffed? high school maybe actually i have a really embarrassing story with that actually probably in high school um so i was playing (laughs) the first one time since high school that's crazy to me i mean i've definitely shanked golf balls and made really bad golf straight myth golf ball that is a whiff bro a whiff is i i I don't think i've actually missed contact with the golf ball like i whiffed in south carolina (laughs) 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 in myrtle bro and then you looked at me and you're like, dude, keep look at the golf ball. <laughs> and I'm like, here, I need to keep looking at the golf ball. Anyways, let's hear this story. So playing in a uh, high school tournament and anyone that hadn't played high school golf, um, when you are the first to tee off, everybody uh, from both teams and parents and stuff are all standing and watching you uh, tee off on the first hole. So, And at this point in my life, I was really, 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 really bad at golf. I didn't get any, I, I didn't get better until probably like three, three or four years ago where I was actually like playing pretty decently. But in high school, I was really bad putting up six and nines and all the time Um, yeah it just wasn't 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 fun so um so anyways we're on the first tee and I go to line up to my shot and there was a guy at the golf course that my dad worked with and my dad always talked about how much of a legend this guy was um he passed away a couple years ago um and he was a great golfer whatever it's the first time this guy had ever gotten to see me actually play golf and he was standing there at the first tee waiting for me to tee off right so I'm super nervous and um I tee up my ball and I put my my uh driver right behind the golf ball and I accidentally knocked the golf ball off of the tee uh, so everyone's like, oh one so, so uh, yeah one so I have to take the stroke I and then the golf you ball. can't tee it up again huh no you uh I think I did end up teeing, teeing it back up they let you they weren't tripping on it yeah I think I think I did I'm pretty sure I did. But anyways, I put the tee, I put it back on the tee and went to go hit my ball. I hit my ball and I just top it and it goes two feet off of the, <laughs> off of the end of the, of the, of the thing. Right. So now I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh my God, and everyone's still watching me. So now I have to take my three wood out and there's marsh right in front of the hole you had to carry like 150 yards to get over this marsh right so I take my three wood out which was an absolute mistake because at that point in my life I couldn't even hit a three wood if I tried so I take my three wood out and I duff that one straight into the marsh yeah fantastic great start to the round I obviously lost the round and shot a million on that day and it was the most embarrassing moment of my life dude that's really sad that is really embarrassing. Two, a knockoff and then a top and then an in the water, all while you're actually wanting to look in front of somebody. That's 
That's about the worst that could yeah. happen to you. Yeah, I then had Dude. to go and tell, tell my dad what happened to me after that and tell him that his buddy was there to watch. So I'm sure he, you know, held his head real high going into work the next day, knowing that he had to you see that man to tell him. Dude, I have terrible. I have a funny shank story. One time my buddy took me to this driving range and it was like, it's mats and it's underneath like this aluminum shed type thing for just for coverage from weather and shit. Um, so we took the two slots that were closest to the right edge of the shed thing. And I, this is when I was just learning how to play golf. I was like 17 and my buddy had given me this crappy set of like Jack Nicholas clubs. They were like rusty, but I was shanking balls constantly and dude, I shanked a ball basically at a, like if you're taking your stance instead of going forward the way you want it, it went straight sideways, straight at the wall. The ball slammed into this siding and it was the loudest goddamn sound I've ever heard in my life. And there was like 10 other people hitting balls and all of a sudden all the thwacks just stopped and like, and my, oh my God, my buddy was looking at me with these evil eyes. I'm like, you know what, man, you brought me here and you made me hit in this spot. You should be mad at yourself. Yes, this is all your fault. I'm the beginner. Okay? Give, me me great. Give me swing tips, man. You're the one who's supposed to be teaching me how to play golf, and I'm over here shanking them. Help help your boy out. But it really sucks when you do some embarrassing shit on a golf course. I feel like you nothing is embarrassing as doing the wrong as doing the wrong thing on a golf course. You just 100%. feel completely naked and exposed and yeah. So so I posted this uh poll on our uh instagram yesterday um got a lot of response out of it over 400 people voted on it so props to you guys for for chiming in on this so we had to bring it up on the pod um is golf a game or a sport and i got into a heated debate for about 45 minutes with uh my group of friends yesterday um about this and so i want to hear your opinion on if you think golf is a game or a sport well I I feel like this is kind of a political sounding answer, but I feel like golf is both a game and a sport because like football is a game, but it's also a sport. You have to perform some athletic motion outdoors that involves scoring with a ball into a hole. I would and people play it competitively in leagues, and I feel like that is a sport, but also a game. It's a it's a game as well. Um, so I guess I want to know how you got into such a heated argument and what like the po- the points were on either side. So I'm calling Mitch out again. Okay. Um, so now this is your third buddy that you're calling out. This is the third buddy. Talking bodies on bodies on bodies tonight. Yeah, so Mitch was spewing absolute garbage out of his mouth. Um, I'm still super rattled about this, and I'm sure he's going to get really uh, a lot of enjoyment when he hears this. Um, But he was saying that basically, if you don't sweat, it is not a sport. Mm -hmm. And um, he also said that you don't have to be physically fit to be a professional golfer. And and I, in return, said um, Bartello Colon pitched in baseball for yeah. almost a decade, and he was a absolute cow. Yeah. Um, you definitely sweat. Um, now, he was saying that was just because you are, you are hot, um, and it's hot on the golf courses, but that's here nor there. Um, I both think 
both of those points are very minuscule. Um, when you practice golf, golf, you sweat. If you you go beat balls on a driving range for an hour and a half and tell me you're not sweating. Um, yeah. I think golf is 100% a sport. It is more than a game. When you go to a tournament, it becomes a sport. When you're competing against no, other people, those no, the lowest score for the weekend, that becomes a competitive event and that makes it a sport you just said when you go to a tournament it becomes a sport is chess a sport is juggling a sport no juggling tournaments for that (laughs) i'm calling out just one piece of your argument at the overall i i absolutely agree with you for it's it is a sport and so we i've gotten some messages um from a few of our followers um shout out um one of our followers michael and he said um you call football a game basketball a game um a baseball game yet uh they are all known as sports why is golf any different um, greatest game ever played, yet it is still a sport. Um, so I, I shout out Michael. I, I shout out Michael. That was a great opinion on on the topic. That's I cool. firmly believe that it is a sport, and I think that anybody that says it's a game can go die. Um, oh, okay. So. <laughs> it's got a, Nick's got a message for him. <laughs> So that's that's how I feel about the topic. Well, you know how I feel? I feel like the next time I play golf, the one thing that I really want to have in my golf bag is my deck of four cards. Yes, I personally had uh, forgotten them um, out of my golf bag this weekend, in which I was really, really upset about because I was uh, planning this whole whole thing with these. But I got to tell you guys about these cards. They're super awesome. I have played played around with them. Me and Brennan played around a uh, variated uh, round with them. They're just really a really cool way to take the sport of golf to a different level when you play around a golf. They go out there. They're going to have you play a different game mode on every hole. So some you might go out and play a four-man scramble, and you're doing that every hole. Well, with four cards, you get to switch the format on every hole, which keeps it a little spicy. Keeps it just, just a little spice in there, you know? And then tell them about the four keeps cards, Nick. Tell them what the four keeps cards do. So you get all these different cards that you can use throughout the round. Got mulligans, obviously. They've got cards like you can tee it up in the middle of the fairway. You can driver swap. If somebody, if you hit your ball OB and your buddy just pounds it down the middle of the fairway, you can just toss this card in their face and be like, yo, I'm stealing your drive. There's the fortune teller card where you can actually hit a putt before you hit your real putt and get the read of the green. You know, they've got all these fun, different things. Um, you can throw the ball with your non-dominant hand. You can cut your putt in half. So, you know, there's a lot of different advantages and strategies that you have to use in this game and it changes the whole round for you to have to use these strategies in different ways so very exciting so if you want to go check them out go to four cards they're at four cards game on instagram yep Mm -hmm. and if you uh purchase uh purchase these cards if you use the code bogey society you'll get 10% 10% off at your checkout. They're going to be a really perfect gift idea for your golfer that lives with you at home. I mean, they can take those out on the golf course with them the, the next time they play around. So keep go check them out. Spicy, you know, just keep it a little spicy. Everyone's so boring on the golf course. We want to, we want to mix it up. So I think yeah, that's that, everything. That that, I think that's everything I got, Nick, everything you got. Yep. I think that that sums up for, for this week's uh, 
this week's pod. I you know, hope everyone had a really good Thanksgiving this week. And, you know, we're really thankful for all of our followers and everybody that we get to communicate with um, on a daily basis with our page. And shout out to our families and stuff like that for mm-hmm. keeping us around and uh, making sure we're nice and fed. So, but yeah. we will uh, catch you guys next week. Hope everyone gets to go play around this week. And I'm unfortunately getting two to four inches of snow tomorrow so um golf is not looking this week yeah we're we're supposed to get snow here too so um yeah so everybody next look out next week for episode four with our first interview and that's gonna do it for tonight logging off bye everybody all right see you guys